0: YoMTG TAPS is proudly sponsored by CoolstuffInc.com, where you can find cool stuff in stock every day. Use promo code YO5 to get 5% off your next order. YoMTG TAPS is also sponsored by CardHorder.com, our go-to source for magic online singles. Be sure to check out the Card Hoarder Loan Program, a flexible, affordable way to play many decks online. Everybody and welcome to another episode of Yo MTG Taps. I'm Joey Pasco,
1: and I'm Big Head Joe.
0: And we've got a big episode today. We've got a lot to talk about. Uh, the big news I on think. the menu. You, you think? You think what?
1: I think we have a lot to talk about. I don't know. We,
0: we might not have anything to talk about, but that may imply a lot to talk. Let me just let me just get past all the formalities here. So, the big topic, the headline news today, is the banned and restricted announcement, which just dropped about an hour ago. The, the first thing that happened when, when it posted, I immediately uh, texted Joe and wrote, "Call me," and then wrote, "Never mind, save it for the podcast."
1: And that's when I realized that I still hadn't looked at it, and I was like, "Okay, you know what? I don't have to look at it until we hit record." So here we go. I'm going to dailymtg.com. So wait, 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 wait! Right don't now. read it.
0: Don't read it. Let me let me read it to you. Let me present it to you.
1: <laughs> okay. So all Joe right, doesn't right.
0: know the. Yeah, Joe doesn't know what what was or wasn't you know included on this this list. So. That's going to be our first topic, and then we'll, we'll talk about some more things. You know, um, uh, yeah, we'll we'll get to it. Let's, let's just just let's just jump into this band restricted announcement. So this morning, uh, August twenty sixth, you did you have? So you said you thought you saw something on Twitter because I saw
1: a couple of people posting like vague things on Twitter, but okay. nothing like, oh my god, you know what I mean? No yeah. one like straight up saying uh, like an answer to what is the announcement? You know what I mean? Like yeah. I saw a couple of people like like.
0: So you thing, don't know. Booking, you don't really know anything. I don't. Okay. Know. I have
1: no idea. Because my so.
0: first thing was, I, I want to ask you if you have predictions at all.
1: Well, my prediction has been, um, Hogak band. Um, I'm gonna. I'm gonna go ahead and throw. Um, Allosaurus Rider on there Just okay. for the heck of it So I'm going to say Hogak and Allosaurus Rider Banned Okay And I'm going to say uh, Stoneforge Mystic Unbanned
0: Okay And um, So And then nothing In on un- the other formats
1: Like Stand- Oh I haven't I haven't oh, I didn't even think About other formats To be honest Joey I didn't even think About The fact that there could be Something for any other format So okay. Interesting that you even mentioned that.
0: So (laughs) there's a lot going on in vintage.
1: (laughs) Oh, Oh, okay, okay. Wow. All right. So
0: actually, that's sort of a joke. I mean, I'm serious, but it's a joke because we don't really discuss vintage. We don't. There is there is is content. Yeah, I mean, um, but so then I guess the next thing I want to know is, do you want the kind of, you want me to lead up to the the more. Shocking, exciting, whatever, or do you want me to just so start? So shocking,
1: with it? exciting in this. Okay, I mean, um, yeah. Start, start with the stuff I would care about the least, and build up to the good stuff. Let's okay. just do it that way, please.
0: All right, quickly, because we don't even pet play vintage. Uh, Karn the Great Creator, restricted. Mystic Forge, restricted. Mental Misstep restricted. Golgari Grave Troll, restricted. Fast Bond is unrestricted. That's cool. Nice. I, I, the, great. <laughs> I didn't know Fast Bond was restricted band. There's banned a format he- <laughs>
1: you can play four <laughs> copies of Fast Bond in? Right. I love it. Awesome. Go on.
0: Okay, so that's vintage. Um, in modern, Hogak, Arisen Necropolis, is banned. Okay. Okay.
1: Okay, I was worried when you said call me right. that, like, they were going to say that was not – it was like modern, no changes. I was going right. to be like – are you serious? I was like ready to freak out about that.
0: Well, I because was that considering calling you. like I said, it, yeah.
1: my brain was not even in stand or not even in any other formats. Right. I was strictly thinking modern and when you said call me, I was like, "Oh my god, did they just not Ban Hogak after five of the top eight decks in Vegas were Hogak. Yeah. <laughs> I was ready to lose. I was I was I was geared up to lose my mind about them not doing it. okay, so that's good. Okay, Hogak banned.
0: Yeah, I was a little bit honestly, there was part of me that thought, what if like they don't ban Hogak? Like what if? Yeah. But they did. Okay, so we're all we're all, you know, nobody's shocked about that. Um, right. uh Stoneforge Mystic is unbanned. Nice! So, it. Yeah, that that is big. Um, we'll get into that, I think, a little bit more once I finish telling you the rest of the the news here. Um, there's more, <laughs> um, Uh-oh. and uh, uh, but but I'm I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, faithless looting is banned.
1: What?
0: So they're going they're going all kinds of you know big head Joe. Uh,
1: <laughs> on yeah, <the> <laughs> I like it. All right. So okay, okay, great. Now you know I'm glad that they did it and they also banned hogak because there were a lot of people who were like well maybe they just banned face looting and it'll be fine but they, you know what every single person who was saying that on twitter has four hogak in their deck right so um you know you can't listen to everybody because they go oh i don't think hogak's that broken can i see your deck list no yeah <laughs> <You> know, like, <laughs> um so you're telling me that you don't think it's broken but also it's like anyone who doesn't play it is an idiot. Oh, so hmm. yeah, there's something, okay, so that's something good. Man. Yeah. So, so first got, of all, oh, oh wow, this is this is this is great. Okay, so it's, it's Faithless exciting. looting band, yeah. I like it. I don't like it because I know Ryan is sad today, and like I texted Ryan because I was certain, and I'm really glad I texted Ryan because I said, "Don't spoil band restricted. I haven't looked yet." You know, because <laughs> uh, Faithless looting is is his it's, baby is. it's big so, yeah uh so i mean and i know that it would only have been a matter of minutes before he all caps reacted to that um but he's been he's known that card's been on borrowed time for like a year or something you know he's been like haha, i still have faithless every time faithless looting doesn't get banned he posts a meme like ha i still got it you know right right um so, okay, alright, so that's big I mean, I like that, I like, I like bands So that's cool Hogak was needed Faithless Looting is cool, Stoneforge is f- mm, I almost Swore, it's excellent <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yeah, I have like all the Explanations here with like some bolded parts Because I'm, I'm not going to read the entire thing cool. But I do want to like at least touch on what they They said Please. about each card But um, in, Absolutely. It, you know, celebrating uh, Steve Jobs I do have one more thing like you know the, the the Apple Keynotes. Yes,
1: I do it. I do it all every time someone says one more thing. I go, "What are you about to pull out of your suit jacket pocket?" Right. Well, and my friends are always like, "What?" And I'm like, "You really don't remember the Steve?" Jo- anyway, nobody remembers that except for me and you. Apparently, which apparently. is great.
0: But at least we explained it on the the, the show, so all the people you know understand yeah. the, the, the reference. Um, so if I were you know wearing a suit jacket with a pocket that could hold magic cards, I would pull out a little red card. Rampaging for us and on unbanned and standard. Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> I'm not joking.
1: <laughs> Are you serious right now?
0: Uh, I'm totally serious.
1: It is unbanned oh for like God. for like what is it
0: six weeks or whatever? I don't know when when does Throne of Eldraine like become legal because that's when it rotates. But
1: that's amazing. For
0: six weeks, rampaging for us and on unbanned.
1: That's amazing I I literally just instinctively ran over to my trade binder And pulled out my play set of them I'm just holding them I just wanted to hold them
0: Right, if you can't pull them out of your pocket I mean, if I can't pull them out of my pocket You can pull them out of your trade binder and hold them
1: I literally have them in my hand right now Oh, You're so so beautiful Oh my goodness Oh my goodness, that's great
0: yeah, and I mean, I think what it was was they definitely heard you complaining about Arena, and they were like, "We need to get Big Joe back on to Arena, and the best way yeah. to do it is hook him back with Rampaging for Yeah. for six weeks,
1: and then that's it. The hook him mean, be uh, in, and, and you're good." Um, I think I have like three wild cards. I'm going to use them all on do There you, know, you care.
0: go. Just do it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's amazing. Wow.
0: I thought you'd be excited about that. And and because like neither of us have really been playing standard and I think you you've got a better idea of it than I do, but even that is kind of uh not very much I don't think I have a lot to say necessarily about it other than awesome. I'm glad they're shaking up the standard format right now because I think a lot of people aren't happy with it. Um so... No, it's
1: awful. It, it, and like, I don't know, something... Ugh. And again, I don't, I don't want to turn into this big, long rant about arena versus paper or whatever, but like, l- last couple times I've gone on there, because I have gone on arena in like mm. the last week, just to, just to clear quests. But I'm literally just sitting there going, okay, I gotta play some red spells, play some red spells, okay, concede. Okay, play some black yeah. spells, play some black spells, concede. I'm, I'm like just literally just That's it. Yeah. putting spells on the battlefield and I'm like... This like just feels so bad. I'm like, I hate this so much. Why am I like joylessly playing standard right now? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like
0: Well, you so, want the gold, I guess. That's really the same. Yeah, you know, yes, well the I want to clear
1: the quests so they don't over so I don't not get them refreshed, you know what yeah. I mean? Like so uh, it's just so I'm glad to see a change. I mean obviously rotation will be a big change. Right. But I'm glad to see them do something different. Um, with standard right now uh you have, know and, and i think that that's great because scape shift is miserable um
0: have you seen this Kethys deck like this it's n- kind of new it's like
1: i've heard people mention the card but i have no idea what this card does so it's what like this
0: it? new combo deck and I, you know what i i believe it costs like black green white something it's a uh, it's a card i'm pretty sure out of like dominaria but you know what i could totally be wrong about that it's it,
1: Kethys, I, is that are you sure it's not of m20
0: uh, it might be just. Do you have a computer Kethis
1: in front of you? I the hidden hand, huh? Kethis the, the hidden, hidden hand, hand. Yep. is M twenty.
0: Okay, see that? Like, am it's so far under my radar. I don't know whether it came out last April or last July, You know, June or July or whenever <laughs> it was that M twenty came out. Um, but apparently, somebody uh, broke a deck or broke it and you know built a historic deck with it, like uh, the legendary deck, because uh, it allows you to play legendary cards from your graveyard. So they just built an entire like strategy around mox amber and um ah, there's there's a card that mills you for two every time somebody plays a historic spell i think and so you're like milling yourself it's a self-mill deck you mill yourself you mill all these legendary cards into your graveyard essentially playing dredge and standard uh because you're milling your cards in your graveyard then playing them from your graveyard so essentially it's Kethus dredge um <laughs> with n- not the keyword dredge though so lowercase dredge Lowercase D, um, but there is a deck. Uh, obviously, uh, it, it's pretty new. I only heard kind of rumblings of it. I just know that that's sort of the way right. uh, what it's built around. Um, and then you can mill your opponent out because I think you can get it to a point where you have an infinite, or, or n- not maybe maybe not infinite mana, but a lot. I think you just keep playing right, and replaying Moss Amber, right? Like you, and then you mill your opponent. You mill yourself. And then you mill your opponent. It kind of sounds like Hogak, mm-hmm. <laughs> like the old Hogak Alter Bridge decks, right? Like I'm going to mill myself until I have enough resources to just mill you out with Alter Alter of Dementia. Like it's basically somebody said, "How can we build the original Hogak deck in Standard?" And uh, they did it. So kind of crazy. Um, I don't know too much about that, and I'm sure I'm missing bits and pieces of it. But that's the the gist of it that I heard. I've got the
1: list right here, and from yeah. um, okay from Stanis- from Stanisl- Sifka. Diligent
0: Excavator or something? Diligent is that. The, excavator, what's the, name of the card that mills?
1: Fibble Fip, yeah. Lazab, the Multifarious.
0: Uh, yeah, which which copies Kethes because you need right. Kethes in play. Like, you, like that's a big card. So it's I think it's a pretty fragile combo, but, uh, but it's interesting that somebody built it. And I think they uh, kind of caught a lot of people off guard because like what is going on. But now I don't know if it's a good deck going forward. I don't know if people know about it. Um, if if it's gonna gonna stick around, and plus now we have rampaging Ferrosedon, so we're all just in a you know a sea of red right now for Standard. I'm <laughs> totally kidding, um, but we'll see. I just wanted to mention that because it is an, a a deck that I heard rumblings right. about. Um, but the big stuff here, you know what? I'll I'll read you the little section about Standard. So uh, they they said. That while we're generally happy with the health of standard right now, we believe rampaging Ocedon will improve the metagame's general balance and ability to self-correct for the remaining Core Set 2020 standard season um, until rotation with the release of Throne of Eldraine. So they, you know, they're very aware of it, it, this is just for you know six weeks ish, um, maybe seven weeks, um, but they it does say that like the, the two popular standard decks right now are Scape Shift and Orzhov Vampires, and both decks. Win by putting a lot of small creatures onto the battlefield, and Orza Vampires deck has many ways to gain life, um, and Ferocidon would give red aggressive strategies. And other decks like Jun Dinosaurs, an additional option to fight Scafeshift and Vampires. Uh, I said I wasn't going to read the whole thing, but I basically <laughs> just read the whole thing. Uh, <laughs> um, but note, like, so this isn't in best of one. So actually, I, that, that is relevant, especially for Arena, because it's, it remains banned in best huh, of one okay. play. Due to differences in the metagame So don't go, you know, trying to play best of one And being very confused why your deck's not legal And, you know, all Makes that Makes sense um, uh, So, modern uh, Modern, like, so I, I think, really The the Francesco Amati Put it best in his tweet This changes everything <laughs> I saw his tweet from this morning And it really does, like, this is huge So first of all, Hogak being banned Which we all expected really put, takes a lot of pressure off of the metagame because you know we're all main decking like surgical extractions and ley lines of the void and you know f- four copies of rest in peace in the in the sideboard like the graveyard hate situation is just untenable uh and so hogak being gone is great um stoneforge mystic being unbanned gives like this great tool to fight fair uh, you know, quote unquote fair, uh, on the ground, and because basically it's usually Stoneforge into Batterskull. I mean, it's funny, you know, Stoneforge is unbanned, and really the card that that we're really talking about here in most cases is Batterskull, because gta is is banned. <laughs> we don't need to worry about Stoneforge right. fetching that, uh, and the the swords like Sword of Feast and Famine, which I think is you know probably the best of the swords, um, arguably, uh, are you know they need a creature there f- you can't you can't just fetch it up and put it into play and it comes with a germ token like right. batter skull so you know the the level one here is uh is stoneforge into batter skull which is exactly what it was back in standard and um i like how wizards like the way that they framed it first of all to get the hogak stuff out of the way they acknowledge okay we since the release of modern horizons hogak blah 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 we tried restricting, or they, they actually wrote restricting, so obviously that's not right, but they banned Bridge From Below to weaken the deck, uh, and then since then it continues to have a high win rate and oppressive effect on the metagame. Uh, it's clear that Hogak is the crux of the problem, therefore it's banned. So, you know, they, they acknowledged, they, they tried... They took a half measure and thought maybe the metagame could uh, adjust that way, and it didn't work, so they're going after Hogak. Makes sense to to basically everyone. Um, We want to avoid taking a half step that once again leaves the metagame in a place where it can't self-correct. Over the past year, graveyard-based strategies have been occupying a large portion of the modern metagame to the point where deck-building diversity is being suppressed. Um, This is reflected in the rise of heavy-handed main deck anti-graveyard cards like Surgical Extraction, Leyline of the Void, and Rest in Peace. Now here's the big thing that I I, I like. We'd like to shift gameplay a bit away from the graveyard and back toward the hand and battlefield. Um, So I I think that's kind of, that's where we're getting Stoneforge Mystic back, uh, and that's also why it says, you know, the key card enabling the majority of graveyard-focused decks is Faithless Looting. So... Uh, you have, like, Is It Phoenix, Dredge, Bridgevine variants, which uh, which which are all mentioned here in the article. And, um, you know, Hollow One was another one that's not mentioned here, I don't think. But, um, oh, yeah, there it is, Hollow One. Sorry, totally. My thumb was over it. Uh, <laughs> so, um, yeah. So all these graveyard decks enabled by Faithless Looting um, are taking a big hit right now. And I think banning Faithless Looting is a great way to sort of um, get people away from trying to play graveyard decks so often uh, but it's just kind of, it's just an enabler so we, all those decks could potentially survive and I think, I guess to to start off I think Dredge is is still a deck. I think Dredge just cuts the Faithless lootings uh, and puts in uh, what's it called, Insolent Neonate in its slot at least to start and I think Dredge can, you know, can still be a powerful deck. Now it's not going to show up in the quantities it once did uh, and at least at first, until someone figures out a way to, to possibly break it again. But I do think it's still a deck. I don't think looting was the be-all, end-all in that deck. And I think that's going to be... Um, that's that's still going to be the best graveyard deck after looting that yeah. being banned. That's my opinion. Uh, at least at the beginning. Until someone you know puts something else together. But... Is it Phoenix? I think is another story, and I think this is where you were saying, like Ryan, I assume is a is a big fan of, of Faithless Looting in like Is it yeah, Phoenix? Yeah, he also, is I mean, right? he also had I... Hollow
1: One built for a minute, so <laughs>
0: yeah, he's okay. got a lot of decks that, so, uh, that revolve uh,
1: around Faithless Looting. So
0: yeah, so I think Is it Phoenix is going to take you know the the maybe one of the bigger hits in, in terms of like the big decks in the metagame. Is it Phoenix was poised to kind of be one of the best decks post Hogak. I think. Uh, but that was presuming that looting was still in the format. And I don't know how, like, is it Phoenix adjusts to this. I think, um, you know, they're, what it loses is another cantrip, another way to get uh, Arclight Phoenix in the graveyard, another, you know, one spell that triggers a thing in the ice or triggers an Light Phoenix. Like, that card fulfilled so many roles in that deck that, and, and then, of course, an extra... Casting of that spell because it's got flashback, so it it was so huge in that deck that I really wonder. Um, th- there's not going to be a card that can fulfill all those roles. You're going to have a card. You can put another cantrip in there, like I, you know. Just I'm not play sure Burning what, but
1: Inquiry, you cowards.
0: Yeah, yeah, go, that 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 works. It's uh, it's kind of like a cantrip. Kind of Dispel <laughs> and makes you discard cards I mean maybe that's what we have We have Hollow Phoenix decks Just just merge Is It Phoenix with Hollow One um, But I, yeah I don't know um, I don't know where it goes But it really feels like that is Looting is such a huge shake up to the top Of the metagame that I'm really excited to kind of see how, how Things go forward Now Stoneforge Mystic um, Is At least on the surface for me going to take the slot where i had wall of omens in my blue white deck which last episode we talked a lot about my blue white deck and welcome to all all any any new listeners and thanks to everyone who um who shared the episode and listened last week um i know in the the blue white community discord that uh fran amadi has set up um we a lot of people were talking about my the episode in my list and uh and in kind of iterating off of that my list was iterated off of a uh, switch's list which is a, uh mtgo uh handle so anyway um i'm not taking any credit for the for the list because it was totally <laughs> totally just uh started with a base of of Switch's list which he has written a uh, a whole article a primer on but i think all these primers are going to have to change because we've we've really Got a, a wide open metagame now that we don't have to main deck surgical extraction or pack so oh, thank many goodness. Uh, graveyard hate cards. Like it's just nuts. But um, one of the cards that I that has been really good for me right now in blue white is wall of omens. It really it blocks twenty creatures in the hogak deck. What hogak deck? Right, right. <laughs> right. Like now I don't need to worry about that. It's great against so many other strategies too. I mean it it uh, you know obviously blocks any three or less power creature and sticks around. So it really lets you. Uh, be a little bit more selective with like path to exile, and um, causes people to overextend. I think I talked a little bit about this last week, but so it's great. But I think Stoneforge is a is kind of in a similar spot, but while being a lot more powerful on the uh, on the are offensive you, side. Are so you a like, batter
1: skull? Is that what you're doing?
0: I, I mean, yeah. So so Stoneforge essentially you get a one two uh, that draws a card. The card is. Or skull or Sword of Feast and Famine. Those are going to be oh, the two the that two. I'm okay. looking at. Yeah, I mean, just I'm just going straight back to Callblade era standard, you know, with those those choices because I don't think there are more powerful equipment in Modern uh, off the top of my head that I can think of that would fit well in this deck. Now, the reason with Callblade, you had like Squadron Hawk to carry the swords. Um, so it's a little bit different. I You know, I don't think I'm going to go full... Callblade like playing the squadron hawks uh, but still having access to sword of feast and famine i think is is a something i want to consider but right away first level batter skull so i'm gonna i'm gonna pay the same casting cost same mana cost that i did for wall of omens for a stoneforge mystic that gets me a card i can block with stoneforge mystic probably chump block if i need to or I can obviously try to, to protect it and drop the batter skull into play the next turn, and now I've got a four four life linker that can do a good job of blocking the same things Wall of Omens could, but also gaining me life. And oh hey, you know maybe I'll just swing in. Also, since it's got vigilance, also, <laughs> so it's very much uh, a way to sort of turn the corner a lot earlier for a blue white deck. And so I'm I'm feeling pretty good about that now. You know, it's uh, Stoneforge has to live. Because drawing a five mana artifact uh, isn't—you know—having that sit in my hand isn't great, but that—that that is all uh, dependent on someone actually dealing with the Stoneforge before I untap with it. Right. So, um, so it's—it's going to force opponents into action, which is not something that blue-white typically does. Like the, the control deck usually is the one—the reactive deck. Everybody else is proactive, and and the blue-white is trying to be reactive and. Basically with Force of Negation And and uh, the advent of the War of the Spark Planeswalkers Blue-White has been able to Sort of go a little bit more proactive Because they can, you know, play a Planeswalker On three and protect it with Force of Negation right. uh, So this is another step in that direction and i'm super excited to like explore this uh hopefully later today after i edit this episode and, and it, I'm, i might just send it out now like it's monday whatever um like normally we post on wednesdays i'm just you know I'm gonna try to get it out and then i'm gonna gonna you know start playing with stoneforge mystic on on moto um which was funny does it take
1: I'm, effect immediately
0: uh, oh, that's a good good point. So let's see. Announcement date August twenty sixth. Effective date in this is in like across all form, you know, all, all ways right. of playing uh, August thirtieth. That's I think this okay. Friday. Um, a Magic Online effective date August twenty sixth at noon Pacific oh, time. Okay. That's three p.m. You know, Your time right coming up in. In less than three hours, so it's effective there. Uh, MTG Arena effective date. Of course, this has nothing to do with Vintage nope. or Modern, but for Standard, uh, that that's effective September fourth. So you have some time to to accumulate some wild cards if you need more for your rampaging for awesome. I think I collection. have
1: one uh, from like a draft or something. You know what I mean? So yeah, um, and then I could just you know uh, craft the three. But that's right. that's so great. Um,
0: Yeah, I'm super excited to try this. Um, I I don't know. Like, to go back to to talking about Stoneforge Mystic, I've never felt strongly either way. I did feel like I agreed with a lot of the memes that people posted where it's like, oh, you know, it's fine to have an 8-8 trample on turn two that was free. But having a one-two that searches up a four-four life blinker for the next turn, you know that's just too too good, you know. Like so, you know all the kind of ridiculous things that happen in modern, and then comparing it to Stoneforge Mystic. So I always thought that was pretty much they, they were pretty accurate. But I think Stoneforge is kind of a um, an innocuous looking card. I think even I don't realize how powerful it is sometimes. Like I kind of forgot. It feels weird because you're like, I'm casting a squire, has essentially, it, that draws me, it draws me apart. Has it ever
1: been unbanned in Modern? Or has it been... No, it's started okay, on the band yeah, and, like, and I agree uh, with that decision, you know what I mean, considering how broken it was. In yeah. standard. And,
0: and modern was announced in the Callblade era. Like it was I think it was like, Hey, you know, big news today, right. Jace the, the Mind Sculptor's Band, Stoneforge's band. Next day, hey, we have big news, this new format, modern. Guess what? It's Jace's band, <laughs> Stoneforge's band. You know, they were they sort of I mean it wasn't literally the next day, but it was in the same chunk of weeks, I think. Uh, and so we had, you know, this new format that sort of started off with having a lot of cards initially on the band list and jace and stoneforge were two of them if you would have asked me which one was more likely to be unbanned first i would have said it was stoneforge uh although i'm sure if you go back to our old episodes i was probably um pitching a fit not probably i was i was pitching a fit about jace being banned and they should have just banned stoneforge at the time yep. so so uh which i still think was the right thing but whatever we're way past 2011 standard right now we'll <laughs> need to go
1: into that are we though I mean um, we're literally about to start playing it again
0: <laughs> in a lot, in a lot of ways you're right and it's funny because uh, I was I was talking to, to Fran a little bit on Twitter yesterday uh, and about wall of omens being so good and, and I and how some players that are doing poorly uh, with blue white, are complaining like we're this this stinks but they're not playing wall of omens and and it's like do you know how much this card is doing for us like how much work this card does just having like two copies some people playing three uh in blue white lately and and i was like well i played it as a four of back when it was in standard in like 2010 alongside gideon and jace so like i remember uh, loving the card back then it's so it's simple you know it's just it's a nice card that replaces itself but it does so much work on the ground uh against aggressive decks and so I was happy to have another opportunity to play it in Modern. I'm like, oh, yeah, Wall of Omens is good. I'm playing it. Um, so I think there might be a lot of people... Uh, oh, I know what I said. I said back then Wall of Omens was blocking blood, gas and Goblin Guide also. So <laughs> it's kind of like the same same thing. And it's funny, you know, here we are in Modern, and Wall of Omens is blocking Blood, blood gas and Goblin Guide, and now we're going to have Stoneforge Mystic and into Batterskull. And so, I don't know, it's pretty exciting um it's a really exciting time for modern right now because the the format has just been kind of cracked in half in and in, in a good way <laughs> like i guess depending on your opinion as you might remember back you know several months ago i said looting was not a problem but i did start to kind of come around on the idea that it was i don't think i felt too when strongly I about lightning
1: elemental is that when it was it was
0: it was right the head. Oh, yeah, right. I, oh, I got hit like, with lightning uh, disc- skeleton. I'm like
1: looting. Like, and I have to discard two. <laughs> yeah, okay, I get it now. Faithless Looting even made a card like Lightning Skelemental good. It needs to be banned.
0: <laughs> oh, no, you weren't... I mean, you were the first one to hit me with Lightning Skelemental, but you weren't the only one. Oh, because sure. Because I even had a paper tournament at Titan uh, a couple... Like, I guess last month or something, I, my opponent playing Hollow One hit me with Lightning Skelemental, and I'm like, are you kidding? I mulligan to five this yeah, game, and then you just hit me with Lightning terrible. Skelemental. This sucks. Oh, my God. Banned Lightning Skelemental. Um, no, that card is legit. Like, I, I actually think that's going to be that's going to see more play i think because it is way more than a ball lightning um but anyway on to on to uh further discussion of of what this does to the format i i do feel like um i would have been okay if they they didn't ban looting but i was kind of hoping they would for what it would do for the format for how it would really change things um I'm not sure, you know, I haven't had a lot of time to think about it, you know, specifically where we're going from here. But uh, notice nothing from Tron was hit, and Tron is a deck that benefits from the London Mulligan. Uh, and Big Mana, I think, was a strategy that sort of... Um, it, it took a hit because it can't. it's not really interactive, so, you know, if you're like Tron against Hogak... You you just get run over in a lot of cases because you're not interacting at all with with what they're doing until you hit like your oblivion stone and it's like well that's way too yeah. late you know yeah. it's 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 not much happening so but it at the same time it benefited from everybody hating on graveyards and Tron's like I don't care like go ahead <laughs> you know I don't care about my graveyard uh, so it was in this weird place where it's like if you could play against a non hogak deck with Tron you're golden. Uh, And I think players, actually even Alex Blackard, who uh, who does the Control Freak podcast, was posting like, I think I'm going to play Tron in Dallas. Um, Because I think he was thinking Hogak gets banned. People, you know, might not be as well prepared for Tron uh, because, you know, maybe I I, I don't know exactly how the format would have adjusted without. Uh, with with just Hogak being banned. But knowing that you weren't going to be able to have to face a Hogak deck and playing Tron, that, that seemed like a reasonable reasonable idea. But right now, with looting gone, I mean, there's a big hole in the metagame, and I think the decks that survive it without getting hit uh, w- with anything, it, it, you look at Tron, which is super good. Right. Uh, blue-white, I think, is, is a big upgrade now that we have Stoneforge Mystic. I don't know if that was going to be the case if we didn't have stoneforge mystic but i was still going to play it um (laughs) and uh the other big one that i'm thinking about is is the thopter sword you know Wurza or urza thopter sword whatever you want to call it these urza Mm -hmm. decks um because again nothing nothing hit here and with people uh cutting their surgical extractions at least from the main deck you know nobody's going to hit your thopter sword with a surgical extraction um or your Urza, you know, like th- it's that's that's not coming in game one. The graveyard hate's gone, so that's big. I think for the deck, um, even if Hogak was a good matchup for the deck, I, I think it's still a big player. So I think uh, those are the decks that I'm looking at to be the the big uh, contenders right now. Now that Is it Phoenix has kind of been crippled, Hogak's gone, Dredge has been crippled, so I I'd, I'd look at the. Uh, Gosh, yeah. I mean, even even like Mono Red Phoenix, I'm just kind of thinking about it right now. Hollow One wasn't really a big part of the metagame lately, uh, but that's been kind of crippled by Faithless Looting as well. But Mono Red Phoenix, like the prowess decks, Faithless Looting was a big part of that strategy because arclay phoenix like arclay phoenix decks are now you can say it it was bad you you like to say it was bad in standard but good in modern i don't think it's good in modern anymore (laughs) like (laughs) i kind of don't feel like at least not right now right because looting has done such a a number on that like the the lack of having uh, of or the lack of looting in the deck i think is going to have an effect uh on on those decks as well so it's it's really like wide open um I'm so excited.
1: Yeah, like it's. It, <laughs> I have a decent idea of what modern looks like now from you know from playing a bit of it on on uh, Moto, but I have mm-hmm. no idea what's gonna what it's gonna look like. You know, like I could not tell you at all. It's yeah, pretty it's interesting. interesting. Yeah, it's it's very um, interesting.
0: I think the other deck like so one of the decks that has obviously been big over the past month is Jund, uh, and we haven't even mentioned it yet. Yeah. Uh, I think, you know, Jund didn't get hit with any bannings, but Stoneforge Mystic might be a problem for that deck, or it will be. Um, it will be a deck that, or it will be a card that Jund has to account for, and I think, you know, Colagon's Command is the card that you want to look at. If you're a Jund player, I already texted Kenny. I was like, get your Kolagon Command, <laughs> because you can deal with Stoneforge Mystic and Batterskull with the same card. Um, it's, uh, that's going to be a... a a card that you're going to see a lot of in Jund if Stoneforge Mystic starts showing up in the numbers that I think all of us expect it to. So, um, it's you just got to respect it. I'm not saying Jund can't adjust to it. it, can, but I mean, what nice 4 or 5 Tarmogoyf you know, like, I'm going to just blank its it's damage every turn with a batter skull, you know, like, okay, you can deal four and I'll just swing back or you can just sit there and not attack with your Tarmogoyf. That's fine too. Like, like, you know, I would say Tarmogoyf is generally a four or five most often. Um, and so I think it's kind of, uh, it doesn't blank Tarmogoyf, but it really makes that card a weaker card in the deck. Maybe John takes a different direction. I saw some people playing John planeswalkers in, um, in Vegas, but oh. I, I don't have, like, a list in front of me. But there were, like, there were no Bloodbraid Elves. It was, like, uh, the new three-mana Chandra, the Acolyte, yeah. the Flame, mm-hmm. I think, uh, was in there. Um, so more of a Planeswalker direction, which is interesting for Crazy. Jund. I don't know how, how well the deck did. I just know I saw it briefly on camera. They post, they showed the deck list on screen. I kind of skimmed it and was like, oh, look, no Bloodbraid Elves. That's interesting. <laughs> you know, and then I think I what couldn't even, didn't have the the time to watch the match, but, uh, but you know, that's another direction for Jund. I still think Jund is a good deck. I'm not uh, saying anything to the to the contrary, but Stoneforge Mystic is going to have to be respected, I think, for John. Absolutely, and really a lot of aggressive decks. Right? Like, what does Burn do? <laughs>
1: like,
0: right, right. Like, I mean, you can you sh- sure shoot the Goblin Guide. I mean, shoot not the Goblin Guide, shoot the Stoneforge Mystic. Shoot as soon the Stoneforge. Like, try to deal sight.
1: twenty before you get four mana. <laughs> or how, yeah, or how five much mana? does it yeah. cost? Five.
0: Five for Batterskull. Okay, yeah. So it's. Um, I, I was having a uh, like a short discussion a little bit on uh, on twitter last night with um with jarvis Yu and uh nick prince who were kind of talking about how good stoneforge is and maybe it's not a good idea you know all these yeah. people saying stoneforge should be unbanned and maybe it's not a good idea and um and ben stark was saying some things on coverage on on uh grand prix vegas like ben stark's points were this card you know you pay two mana and it requires an answer right so you pay two mana you draw a card now it requires an answer. If they answer it, you're you're up a card, right? You traded your stone forge for their card, but you're up a card. You have your your batter skull or or your sword. Um, and then if they don't deal with it, it's like it's going to take over the game. So I I was like that's a great point. I really hadn't considered it in that in that way where it's like you pay such a small investment, you have a there's a very small window of time for them to deal with it. Uh, and and then it, it can take over the game. Um, Vendilion Click is going to be great if we're going to see all these Batter Skulls. Because if you have the three mana and the Click in hand and they activate their Stone Forge, you can at least click them and steal the Batter Skull out of their hand. That's going to be an interaction you're going to see a lot of again. Nice. Um, that's, you know, instant speed discard spells, which don't really occur a lot. Uh, but Vendilion Click is one of the exceptions. I think that's going to be big. Um, Yeah, I I don't know. This is super exciting, and I'm so excited to see where the format goes right now. It's like I I just want to like go play Magic. This is great.
1: (laughs) Yeah. No, it is very Um, exciting because I have not been very motivated to play Magic or think about Magic at all, and it doesn't have too much to do with the state of the game. So much as it has to do with the fact that um, I'm getting ready for school. You know, I just enrolled at SMU full time. Uh, I'm pretty excited. Uh, I have a class called Fantastic Archaeology, which deals with hoaxes, basically. It deals with crop circles, uh, ancient astronauts, and, like, goofy goofy stuff. Like, the aliens built the pyramids. You know what I mean? Like, that kind of... All those kind of, like, ridiculous claims. It deals with those and, like, how to respond to those like as an archaeologist which is really i think a cool basis for a class it's one of those classes that like you hear about that happens in college that you don't and actually
0: you're like that's a class yeah <laughs> yeah it sounds awesome
1: it's that it's the first one of those kind of classes that i've ever had in my college career so i'm super excited about it yeah. you know i'm just like oh cool there's no way that's a class but it is and i'm taking it rad um but anyway, so my, my my whole last couple of weeks have been full of that, you right. know, Registering for classes, getting all watching that done. ancient
0: aliens. All, yes, all exactly. the season just binge watching ancient I, I aliens. I do want to watch that
1: show like once this. I haven't watched any of it to be honest. Um, <laughs> it's a really
0: interesting show. Like I mean, I've seen an episode here and there, but uh, it's 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 a fun show to watch. I think.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna start watching a lot of it to be honest. I've already thought about that. Um, yeah. But yeah, so so I haven't been. But this has me excited about magic. You know, am right. I excited about standard? Slightly. You know what I mean? Like I'm excited yeah. that they did something. I'm not sure it's going to like change my excitement about the format as a whole, because I feel like yes, you unbanned a card that people wanted to play with again, uh, because the power level of the format has gone way up, and this card continuing to be unba- or continuing to be banned is just unnecessary. Slash ridiculous. Um, but I feel like you're still going to have to deal with Nissa. You're still going to have to deal with with um, Teferi, it. and it's still going to be a really crappy format. Um, you know, I realized, and I know I posted it on Twitter the other day, but you didn't even understand what I was talking about, is that oh, yeah. Nissa's plus is like. Garrick, Wildspeakers, plus and minus combined into one ability. I'm like, that's so busted. Like, really? Like, seriously? Like, it's just, it's insane.
0: It's interesting because you look at the, um, you know, Garrick, Wildspeaker, literally the first green Planeswalker. Right. You know, so you see how they sort of started with Planeswalkers and how they've kind of, the design of Planeswalkers and the power level has been... Kind of adjusted over the years, so like they started with those five, and they were good. They were solid. And in fact, I actually feel like they may have been, you know, more balanced in in the grand scheme of things than uh, than we realize. Like because the next iteration of Planeswalkers started coming along, and it was like Jace the Mind Sculptor and Ajani Vengeant. Uh, and not that Ajani is overpowered at all, but I mean, that was Ajani Vengeant was definitely more powerful, I think, than any of the other the original five um and uh and obviously Jace the Mind Sculptor is still one of the best planeswalkers ever printed if not the best. So, you know, you look they were trying to sort of up the power level and maybe they went a little bit too far especially with Jace. And so, you know, the the pendulum kind of swings, but it's really interesting to think like here's here's a card that costs one mana more and we're uh you know 12 years later and we're just combining two of the abilities like just for one extra mana <laughs> you actually get the uh the, it's it's not untapped two lands, though, with Nissa. It's just untapped one land, right? So it's it's sort of like a combination of, well, uh, of Garrett's two abilities. Yeah, but, but abilities. the
1: land, if it's a forest, adds two mana.
0: Right, that's true. So that's it is kind I, of like untapped where two I'm lands. That's I'm
1: equating get you. it. You get two mana back.
0: Right. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Um, and, yeah, Nissa's certainly very powerful, and we're going to see her for until she's banned or rotates. So <laughs> I think uh, I don't think that's that's crazy. Um so let's uh, move off of the band discussion. And we've just got a couple more things that I think are interesting to touch on. Um, speaking of exciting to play Magic or excited to play Magic, I wanted to ask you about this because you sort of mentioned it in a text uh, about the command zone um, at Vegas. Yes. So, yeah, go ahead. You, like, I guess you can sort of say I don't if you had have certain thoughts on it. I don't the
1: exact numbers, but from what I gather, um, like – I don't know if somebody. I don't even remember who was talking. It might have been Nick Prince actually talking about mm-hmm. it, but I don't remember someone who was at Vegas was talking about how you know I guess it was the last time they had a Grand Prix Vegas, or it was they were talking mm-hmm. about another Grand Prix. I'm still just gonna call them Grand Prix, I don't care um, that they like were being basically turned away for Commander, mm-hmm. or basically saying like, oh, we don't have space for you. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, yeah, and I
0: think that was a common thing for a, a lot of. Any kind of casual play. If you weren't in an event and you were playing magic, you need a table and it's kinda like you get chewed away, like, Oh, we're using this for an event. Right. So go away. Right. You know?
1: Um so they have this they had this command zone uh, in Vegas and dedicated space to play Commander and nine hundred and ninety players showed up to play Commander. Yeah. Um, the main event was like two thousand players. So Um, that is a, that's a big deal, you know? I mean, that's a big deal. And then just shows you the power of, like, casual magic and, like, how casual and kitchen table magic isn't going anywhere. And if nothing else, um, organized play being horrible for so long (laughs) bolstered, uh, kitchen table magic, you know, like... Because everybody was like, well, I don't want to play that because it ain't worth it. I just want to play Magic and have fun and hang out with my friends. Hey, look, right. here's a format that is designed specifically for that purpose, you know? Yeah.
0: Um, I love that they did this. I think it's it's great and I think it's, it's really encouraging um, for, you know, to be able to say, like, I'm going to go to this big event, which, you know, the headlining – uh, event of it or the headlining tournament is is this competitive thing but I'm not entering that because I you know I don't play that format or I don't I'm not confident in my play skill but I love playing magic and I just want to play casually uh, it kind of for years you walk into one of those events and like you said it's it's like well is there space for me to play it casually can I like just be here it's and interact with vendors and other people in the community and if i'm not playing in the main event or do i have to enter a side event like can i just show up and just be here and like enjoy the atmosphere of this community where normally i get to only experience in small numbers at like my local game shop here i can be with hundreds or thousands of other players and uh and enjoy this game like i i think that's great that that you could do that for years but there were these little kind of problems where you didn't have the space to play despite, you know, hundreds of tables being set up, it's kind of like, well, these are used for other things. So I, I think it's really encouraging. Um, and it's going to draw more people out It just having, having these, and I think they're planning on having them going forward. I don't know if it's going to be every magic fest or a lot of them or what they're doing, but it's certainly not a one shot, uh, one shot deal. They're going to keep doing this. And I think that's, that's awesome just to draw more people to, to these big events and actually have a place where they can say like, this is this is where I'm going like you, you know you're going to enter the the grand prix and I'm going to enter the command zone and you know
1: do you know do, so do you know I, something I like hmm. this really makes me feel like the um, the name magic fest is mm-hmm. deserved you know yes, and I and you know what I just said I'm going to call them grand prix and I'm not going to change I'm literally going to change it Right now
0: <laughs> the, well, You know what it does it makes sense be, right I hadn't Really thought about it and I didn't even realize I was saying Grand Prix it's just habit, right? it is so, a habit but, yeah, but at right. the
1: same time I'm a little You know wistful About the past And about you know things being the way They used to be where the Grand Prix Really meant something And felt way more important than they Do when they had coverage and stuff Like that um, Where well, the Grand Prix has really been de-emphasized To, I don't know, in my opinion, to the overall event's detriment. But, because I liked that competition aspect, I liked the coverage, I liked following that apparently we're not supposed to be following that anymore i guess that's okay it's probably not okay
0: but i don't know they had coverage of vegas this weekend and it was fantastic and i wish i'd realized uh, friday morning i saw people talking about camera and i'm like being on camera and i'm like what are you what is this it's friday right it's not a pro tour why is there Grand Prix coverage on a Friday? And somebody's like, it's a double GP weekend. I'm like, oh, oh, you know what? (laughs) I totally missed that. Like, I didn't realize. I I mean, I knew Vegas was this weekend. Didn't realize there was going to be coverage. Didn't realize it was double GP. But, you know, lucky for me, Twitter exists, and I could just tune in, you know, when I had the opportunity. And I got to watch, uh, what was it, Yuta Yuta Takahashi playing undefeated with blue-white on camera and beating John. That was fun.
1: Um, So these are, I'm I'm sorry to to be uh, harping on the name so much. Mm-hmm. But um they don't call that main event the Grand Prix still, right? They don't call it that at all, right?
0: No, I think it's Grand Prix they I think they're Grand Prix at Magic Fest. It,
1: okay, like a Gra- Magic Fest featuring Grand Prix Vegas kind of thing.
0: Right. I think so. It I should could totally be be if wrong. it's not. I was yeah.
1: thinking like it really should be. But you know, seeing nine hundred and ninety nine nine hundred and ninety nine, yeah. Nine hundred and ninety commander players show up. Really does give this the magic fest, and like really makes that magic fest name right uh, worth it. And I think that's awesome. Um, another thing I want to say because I've been talking about how I don't like the fact that Channel Fireball runs all the grand prix, and I stand by that. Like I still, and it's not even against Channel Fireball; it's against any one company running the grand every grand prix because I liked the variety. I liked kind of the. Um, the, the unpredictability of, like, the different side events and things like that, where right. one company runs it, it runs the risk of becoming a little more cookie cutter. Now, right. you know, again, to Channel Fireball's credit, from what I've seen, some of these side events look pretty sweet and look different from other side events I've seen in the past. But it's still mm-hmm. one company deciding which events they're going to do.
0: And to clarify, so CFB Events is actually a separate entity from Channel Fireball, although they're, though they're somehow – they're, like – Unrelated. I know it sounds strange like they're it's but Channel Fireball Events is basically like their own group. It's not really Channel Fireball running it, it's Channel Fireball events. (laughs) It sounds like it's 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 weird and I don't know the the distinction. Well Channel Fireball is a distinction.
1: There was a problem at Vegas and Channel Fireball responded from their from their main Twitter. So at least there's at least some crossover.
0: They're they're not completely unrelated. I just mean like it's a separate team or separate organization that sort of partnered with channel fireball or something
1: so i i'm sure a lot of people who um who follow twitch know who this person is i don't know who this person is and i apologize if i pronounced their name wrong but their name on twitter is uh ellie of the veil Um, i could be Mm -hmm. eli but just because lily of the veil it is ellie right i think so well anyway i'm gonna say ellie of the veil Because it makes more sense in my head In terms of what they're named after So um, She wrote uh, This uh, situation that happened from, uh, from, From Grand Prix Vegas or whatever And the vendor asked her Do you play? And she said uh yeah Why else do you think I'm buying cards? The vendor said oh Well you could be picking these cards For your boyfriend or something It's not a stupid question And Ellie said, yes it is, have a nice day And left Well, Channel Fireball wrote back To Ellie and said, we're sorry this happened That's not reflective of our values And the inclusive community we're building at our events Free to talk, you know Responded to it themselves And dealt with the situation And I just want to say that that's really cool And that, I guess, you know If any company, if any one company Has got to be running these events I'm pretty glad it's Channel Fireball For reasons like this you know right, what I mean? I uh, totally agree. Because that's cool. And 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 you know what this actually did? This made me aware of um, the difference in responses that could happen from having different companies running the Grand Prix. So if there right. are five different uh, vendors or whatever running the Grand Prix throughout the country this problem could have five different responses
0: absolutely and not yeah. all
1: of those could be positive you know no. so the fact that we know channel Fireball is um, helping us build an inclusive community you know and doing yeah. and doing things to prevent crap like this happening at their events in 2019 uh, makes me feel good. About them yeah, being sure. the chosen ones, you know what I mean. Um, so, 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 good on you, Channel Fireball. Um, thanks for uh, for helping us make our community more inclusive. So, anyway, I just wanted to say that,
0: you know, totally with you. Yeah. Um. So we only have probably a few more minutes. I I was going to. Uh, I guess quickly. I, I want to thank Wizards for bringing back the Hall of Fame.
1: <laughs> okay, so that's... see, I didn't quite understand what was going on with this whole thing. So they did take it away at one point.
0: Well, they didn't take it away. It just it just was like radio silence because last year, you know, we had a we had the Hall of Fame. To, to clarify, the Pro Tour Hall of Fame existed in 2019, uh, but then when they got rid of the Pro Tour. Everybody said, well, what about the Hall of Fame? And Wizards said, nothing.
1: Ah, gotcha, <laughs> so, okay.
0: there was, like, this question, like, does the Pro Tour Hall of Fame still exist? Like, if there's no Pro Tour, is it called the Mythic Championship Hall of Fame? Is it the Mythic Mythic Hall of Mythic Fame? I don't, like, what is it? Like, what are we doing? Uh, so they they announced, um, I believe, about a week ago uh, or so on Twitter about there will be a Hall of Fame. I think they replied to somebody in a, in a tweet, uh, and then they they made the announcement and who better to write the article than Brian David Marshall, the pro tour slash mythic championship historian <laughs> himself, uh, or is it the, the players tour championship or players, players tour historian. Anyway, he knows his historian. stuff. He knows his stuff. Yeah. So they are bringing, you know, we are keeping the hall of fame to, to clarify. And uh, it is now subtly referenced. I believe, I don't think anybody like kind of pointed it out, but it's it's called the Magic: The Gathering Hall of Fame, and no longer the Pro Tour Hall of Fame, and uh, the implications of that are huge because before now, uh, the play the, the people in the Hall of Fame could only be players. It was basically like the Hall of Achievement, you know, like <laughs> Hall of you top aided this many Pro Tours or won this many Grand Prix, and you know, this is this is how you get into the Hall the Hall of Fame, and it was for the Pro Tour. So people that don't play on the pro tour really had no chance of getting into this. And, um, I think for a lot of people that felt weird, right? Cause like who should, should Richard Garfield be in the hall of fame? No, it's the pro tour hall of fame. So no, he shouldn't. <laughs> and I understand that, but what I guess the question is, should it be the pro tour hall of fame? And maybe it should be something like the magic, the gathering hall of fame. And that's what they've changed this to. And I think that's, that has great implications um, for the future. Now, there's nothing changed about it this year. Right. All the people that are uh, that are on the ballot for the Hall of Fame are pro players, pro tour players, Mythic Championship players, uh, all that kind of thing, competitive players. So, uh, But Wizards has acknowledged that they are looking for ways of sort of including other people in the Hall of Fame. And I think that's awesome. I don't know yeah. what that's going to look like. Uh, what they have to define is like, what is the Hall of Fame to them? Like, what is it supposed to be? Like, what, what was it supposed to be initially? Is it like a marketing thing? Is it kind of like, this, is, this makes our, our game seem more important because we have a Hall of Fame you know like i can be create a new game and be like oh and then I, it has a hall of fame too like <laughs> how many players play it you know like right. six so far you know <laughs> like i don't like it's it's kind of uh, it's a big deal to say your game has a hall of fame so i think that's that's great like that we that we have this for our community and You know the fact that the game's been around for whatever twenty twenty six years. I think it we should have a Hall of Fame. We've had the Hall of Fame now for something like ten years. I can't remember if it was introduced in like two thousand six. That sounds about right. So we've had the Hall of Fame for you know a dozen plus years. I think, Um, but and I think it's great for the game to have. But like, what is it? Is it just a tool to attract attract more competitive players and acknowledge competitive achievement, or do we want to acknowledge community achievement like what this game the 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 giants that we all stand on in this game you know um i just mentioned one of them brian david marshall like does he belong in the pro tour hall of fame probably not but does he belong in the magic the gathering hall of fame first ballot absolutely like yes
1: you know and michael j flores Flores, right you have so many names jeff zandy
0: jeff zandy uh, richard garfield might you know be in the magic the gathering hall of fame right shouldn't he so i think that's huge i I think that's big and uh i'm not going to go deep into like the actual specifics of the 20 uh 2019 hall of fame ballot or right now but i think the implications of further uh inclusion in the hall of fame and the fact that they've called it the magic the gathering hall of fame now i think that's just that's really big and it's really good news and i'm really excited for it um i i I love the whole Hall of Fame season. I know a lot of people don't. I understand why they don't because there's a lot of um, mudslinging that ends up happening because people are like, "This person doesn't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame." They stepped on my foot at a tournament once. You know, like it's ridiculous. <laughs> like I, I'm, I'm totally exaggerating because some of it is absolutely worth discussing. When when it's like, well, this person was cheating this way and you know all that. But again, I don't want to go too far into that. I just love the Hall of Fame that it exists. And I love that it seems to be changing, in my opinion, for the better. And I'm super excited to see kind of where it goes from here.
1: Yeah, me too. Um, I mean, I think that's really cool. Um, I think it should have – I think I've been calling for that on this show for years, that there should be personalities in the Hall of Fame. Not just because that would make me eligible. Notice I said not yeah, because yeah, I said not just because, but I don't deserve it. I don't deserve to be in there at all. But I'm just saying, yes, like not at all, Yet. not at all. Right. I don't think that there's a single thing I could do uh, from now until the moment I die that would make me deserve to be in the Magic the Gathering Hall of Fame. But you never know, but. Yes, I do. <laughs> Mike Flores, Jeff Zandy and Brian David Marshall do deserve to be there and they've deserved to be there for years, you know, and so I love the uh, the the possibilities even though it hasn't nothing's been implemented. I love the possibilities and I love the fact that they've acknowledged it and they've said yes. This is something that could happen in the future because I think it's something that should have happened years ago. So, yeah. awesome, excited. It's great only good news absolutely
0: um, so I think that's about all I wanted to, to discuss this week did you have anything else you wanted to wanted to talk about
1: uh, yeah um, so right now I know they're not our sponsor but um, Star city games has a really mm-hmm. great sale right now mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I need to look it up because I don't have the exact sale I uh, think
0: they're having like a blowout sale today right they are Is they're having some sort right? of uh,
1: some sort of nice blowout sale. Oh, damn it. <laughs> this is supposed to be like...
0: This is supposed to be a joke. I know where you're going with yeah, this. so anyway, they did... And it's did not a, working well when you don't have it in front a, of you uh, or whatever.
1: Uh, yeah. Uh, they, they, they posted a tweet saying that Circle of Protection Red is on sale 50% off. It's almost like having two for the price of one. Um, yeah. Because... That,
0: that was a s- not-so-subtle dig here. Go ahead.
1: Right. So uh, they had an old school magic event uh, this weekend. I don't know exactly what old school magic implies. Um, I think it's like old rules. Is it Blackboarder only?
0: I'm not sure either. I just know I only there's ever a see that the community that cards. Much, so yeah, like there's some sort of there's a community that only wants to play like old school magic. So I'm I think that. It's got a certain limit on, you know, in terms of which sets are included, and it's the, you know, the only the earlier sets, and maybe even like you said, black border only. Like I, I don't know the details. It sounds like fun, but a lot of magic sounds like fun to me. So yeah, uh, the amount of time I have to play it is where I'm, I'm struggling. So yeah, for sure. <laughs> um,
1: so uh, Brian Weissman, um, supposedly, who you may
0: know as the uh, as one of the very early players who. Uh, made popular by uh, a deck called The Deck back in the 90s. Um, This guy, you know, he's, he's a, it was a very good player back in the, in the early days of Magic.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, he won with The Deck. Uh, Now, however, there was a problem when um, he posted, somebody had posted a picture of his deck online and he had... One, um, what do you call it? One circle of protection red in the sideboard. When right, uh, because he
0: won the event, I think. I think it was like he, they're posting the winner's deck list, or at least that's what's implied.
1: Right. Um, right. So then later on, when he was playing in like the finals, somebody had taken a picture, and he had two circle of protection red out.
0: It wasn't the finals. It was like earlier in the day. I feel oh, like it was okay. around, in, in an earlier round. Somebody posted a picture of. Him playing, and he had two copies of Circle of Protection Red in play. And then when the deck list was posted after he won, it only had one copy of Circle of Protection Red in the sideboard and none in the main deck. And so it's like, okay, wait, what's going on here? And I believe the explanation was. Excuse. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, was. There's no rule that says I need to Use the same deck list in the event As I allow them to take a photo of And That sounds absolutely ridiculous Um, Maybe there isn't a rule Against it but the implication Is that you're saying Here's the deck I played in the event And if it's not What's the freaking point So it's like It's a terrible excuse Um, And I don't care if I, I don't know how you can honestly like expect people to, to believe this, um, and even if you're absolutely being honest, like I really don't want to share that I have two copies of Circle of Protection, so I'm going to take one out for this picture. You know, like really, that's what you're doing? Like you're doing this is this is important to you? Like it's just ridiculous. I can't even imagine the thought process here.
1: I, I, I don't because know. it it's was just, made up.
0: Because right, it wasn't well, uh, the thought yeah. process. It's sad because I you know I think i had some amount of respect for this player just for his historical place in magic i don't know him i've never talked to him i just knew his name from old school magic not the format but actual 90s magic and it's sad to see somebody doing something like this and uh and then making like this ridiculous attempt to cover it up i don't know it's 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 crappy
1: that's pretty bad. Yeah. Um but it
0: sounds like he like he returned the trophy he did. and so,
1: so the good news is regardless of what you feel about um his excuse, um he returned the trophy and the winner of the old school championship upon replay was Jonathan Salem. So congratulations to Jonathan Salem for winning the old school championship the right way. Yeah. Um Great job
0: And props to, to Channel Fireball Again for Looking They they replayed The tournament Like they didn't Have to do that Right like they Just basically were Like hey Everyone who's X1 or better Can come back And play um, Because the the Way it ended You know It's not It's not right So I think That's awesome too Like that that's a Big big deal Because you can't Really do that Very often Replay a tournament Where you've Basically caught Someone cheating Afterwards um, So You know, they didn't replay the entire tournament, but replaying a section of the tournament uh, for people who are X1 at a certain uh, at a certain point. I I don't know. I'm glad they did that. And I don't know. You know, I don't know what that means for Brian Weissman. I think his reputation is pretty tarnished uh, now. It's unfortunate. But I guess it's it's unfortunate for us to to have somebody, you know, for us as a community to have somebody do something like that. And now. You know this this person who maybe did have some amount of, of respect, or at least just a normal amount of respect you give another human being. Now that's tarnished because now I kind of think this is the guy that that cheated at the old school magic event. That you know, hmm, think twice about things. Uh, anyway, uh, anything else you wanted to to talk about?
1: Uh, no, I think I'm good. Um, it sounds like Vegas was really fun. Uh, it does. I love Vegas. I mean, I might be moving to Vegas in a couple years. I don't know. Uh, we've definitely discussed it So um, It's uh, it's pretty sweet And so, you know, Vegas is a really fun place To have a big Magic tournament And
0: and they always seem to It seems like at least every year, every other year They go back to Vegas and have something huge So that's really they cool They
1: throw down, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's pretty sweet um, But uh, I, I, I'm looking forward to, to You know To see how they're going to keep building off of this I so we go off the commander's success i'd love to see them continue with more like actual video coverage you know mm-hmm. um, Me too. so you know we'll see where this all goes yep but pretty sweet and uh congratulations to everyone who won including uh the players who won the main event we never mentioned simon nielsen and alan Wu, our champions in yep. vegas
0: what were the decks? Hogak and Hogak.
1: It was Hogak and limited.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know what the limited deck looked like. I didn't really look at that, but um, sure,
0: yeah. I think there were like five Hogak decks in the in the top eight five, of the modern yeah. event, mm-hmm. something like that. Ugh. Ban that card.
1: Yep, for sure.
0: Um, cool. Well, again, uh, right now we'll we'll bring back the Fringe Division segment and the Interplanar Beacon segment in a future episode um,
1: next episode but, because yeah. well, definitely definitely uh, fringe division because n- yeah. new, new modern format you know like
0: yeah. I gotta it's figure out something now.
1: cool to do you know
0: <laughs> it's all fringe now that's right I mean <laughs> kind of <laughs> uh, it's wide open so go enjoy modern enjoy commander enjoy magic the way you want to enjoy it enjoy playing rampaging for Ocidon and Standard and uh, until next time we're Yo! MTG Taps
1: Make them have it.